it's time for another edition of Safford Library Book Talkies, where you'll learn about us, programs, and you guessed it, books. And considering that this is our first podcast, we should probably introduce ourselves, don't you think? Because not everybody knows who we are. Even Everybody knows who you are. Well, not if they're over three years old. <laughs> Valid point. Okay, so, so you want to introduce yourself first? Oh, okay. Yeah. So my name is Elizabeth Henley, and I am the Early Literacy Coordinator here at the Stafford City Graham County Library. I'm Victoria Silva. I'm the Library Director at said library. At the said library. <laughs> we hope to feature our coworkers frequently here on the podcast. We are joined today by none other than Jennifer Morris. Hello. She's quiet, but you got to watch out. Watch out for Jennifer. Because, correct me if I'm wrong, Jennifer, but you... Um, are sweet and innocent, unless provoked. Jennifer, in fact, is in charge of all of our cataloging. And can you describe a little bit more about what that is? So cataloging, she makes sure all of our books are properly processed when we order them. She adds new books to the collection. Um, she manages the day-to-day, the spine labels, everything you can think of to do with library collection. She does it, all the entry and data, which is very time consuming. It's a lot of research. It's a lot of research. She spends a lot of time researching to make sure that items are cataloged with the correct subject lines, with in the correct area. Um, but what she's also known for here amongst the library staff is the Cricket Master. Right. And she does a lot of help with our decorations and our decor. Which, of course, is a, all of... Debbie's vision. Yes, it is Debbie's vision, correct. And it's a talent we didn't know Jennifer had until she got here. So oh, a massive talent. It's a massive talent. But yeah. she's really great. Jennifer, you're really great with electronics. Yes. Yeah. If uh, we need and software and if we need a research, yeah. yeah, we need a Google search, Jennifer will find it. She's just amazing at what well that oversimplifies things if you need a google search it is it does simplify it but it's harder than what it seems i got a cricket account maybe about a year ago oh my gosh i know i do you have a cricket no but we have a cricket here oh so you wanted to so the idea was that oh i can make these things for story time right right right. and for for songs or decor i don't know whatever you use a cricket for and so i i didn't get much past the account (laughs) I made the account. I think I still have the login written down somewhere. On one of your many notebooks, yes. Right. And so I won't say where in case somebody ransacks my my office. Because the cricket password is really important. Vital. It's vital vital information. Consider you've never used it. Right. I tried I tried working with it and I was like, oh gosh, this is more than I have the page. I I don't I'm not very patient with certain learning new certain certain skills. So basically I just asked Jennifer really nicely if she could make some stuff for me. And she said, sure. And now she makes everything for me if I need something made. And it all works out. And it's perfect. Everything it, she does is, it's like, it's perfect. It's perfect. It's perfect. It's she perfect. has an entire workshop back there yes. with different colors of paper, uh, things on the wall. If you need something that's bigger than an eight and a half by 11 piece of paper, She's she can gal. make it happen. And if it's certain words, she'll have things pre-taped so it all lines up. She asks. She gives you samples. Oh, she basically comes back with um, with ideas and suggestions. Right, but like a mock-up. Yes, not a, just mock-up. a mock-up. It's as if she's working at a design firm, and she's like, "Great, here are your font choices. Which size? Well, when we did the tents for summer reading, that huge tent we had on the wall where folks could put above the stars that they were reading uh, what book they were reading. Yeah, she gave. She had a, a sample list of for me of like twenty. 
that wow. she was like, these are the color palettes we can use. Gosh, that's like a cheesecake factory. Menu. It's a cheesecake that's factory. too much for me. I can't. No, but she, she gave me four options. Well, she knows, she, she knows her audience. Recently. I guess so. Yeah. Because she gave me, I don't know how many options, but they were all great. And then she's just helped. I helped her narrow it down and she had different color palettes and it turned out perfect. And she is probably a perfectionist when it comes to this. I know she is, which makes it all the better when it goes up. But she also cares about end result. And she's such a, a great, kind person that yeah. that what's happening also, she wants to make sure that there's communication right. and what is it that the person's asking for. So everybody's on the same page because then otherwise you might just have to make it again. And that's a big old waste of time. Well, the cataloging even. I mean, really, it's depending on who's manages the collection, it's who's ordering the collection. She she'll go back and forth with us. Is this really where you want the, my, my research is telling me to put the item here, but does it go better in this collection? So we have those conversations as well. She's just really attention to detail is very important. Right. Because it isn't one person ordering books, audio books, any type of media. It isn't one person ordering for the library. I order, Mm -hmm. I order for the children's section. I order for the adult, large print audio we have someone orders for juvenile. We have someone that orders for teen. So it, and DVD. And DVD. So we want to make sure. So each person ordering has a different vision for how ultimately their collection is going to look. It's all a team effort. It seems to be, it seems to be working. It is. Yeah. And I think it works really well rather than having one person order the entire collection. There's no way you can know what's in the entire collection, but you can know one or two sections of the collection. We have 45,000 plus items. There's no way to know. There's 45,000. Mm-hmm. Plus items in this building. Yes. Now, uh, not all at one time, depending on how many are checked out. But in the collection total, there's 45,000 plus at my last count. Yeah. And most of them are the children's, actually. That's our largest collection. The children's picture book collection. I know. There's about 6,000 books mm-hmm. down there. Yep. There's a lot of books down there. But it's more than one of our more heavily used collections. Hello, welcome everybody to our podcast here at the Safford City Graham County Library. That's a mouthful, Victoria. When do we get to change the name? I don't know. We don't. <laughs> okay, we don't, folks. We don't. So anytime you send us some mail, I bet it's fine if you just put Safford Library, but yes, it is. All right. Well, anyway, it is our podcast. Um I brought up humility. So we should talk on that before we go into books because this is a library podcast. Somebody just took a photo of us. Christy's taking photos of us. Our coworkers (laughs) are taking photos of us. Well, great. Okay, that's fine. We love a laugh around here. All right, I made the comment the other day. Let's get everybody in the know. I made the comment the other day. I don't even know what I was talking about, but I made the comment. It's not a brag. It's it's not a humble brag. It's It's a a fact. fact. I don't. I there's a difference between bragging about yourself and just stating some facts. It doesn't even matter. But it does matter because a humble brag, you're bragging, even though it's, it's not a fact. It was a fact, whatever it was. Neither of us can remember. So apparently we're going to describe This is how we are all day long. This Our coworkers a- must get so annoyed. Speaking of coworkers. Uh, Jennifer doesn't really talk too much, as you can tell. No, she, she say, Victoria, unless provoked. You can see my eye rolling, can't you? Yeah, this is a podcast. You can't do facial expressions. They can't hear them. You can see it, though, and you can describe the facial expression. And consider, well, sure. Yeah, so. (laughs) 
We have been so excited this year because our supervisor, Leslie Talley, is this the second year of Get Booked? It is the second year of Get Booked. So if you don't know what Get Booked is, Get Booked, Life is Better Fully Booked, is a reading challenge. Yeah, it's challenging yourself to read widely. So it's really challenging folks to read new authors, books, categories of things you normally wouldn't read. Now, I'm going to just say this off the top. I'm not a heavy reader. So can you imagine? Can you imagine? (laughs) You work at a library. You are the director. You're in charge and you don't read. I read. We're not going to let her hear the end of this, though, by the way. No, I, I read just not quickly. And books take me months to read. Because of interest? Uh, probably. Are you somebody who sits down to read and then you get sleepy? Yeah, but I used to be able to. I didn't fall asleep, but now I do. So, But I like listening to podcasts that are educational, if that helps you at all. But I'm sure it doesn't because I don't read. Well, clearly we love a podcast. We're making one. We're trying to. <laughs> we'll see how that turns out. Now, now for Get Booked, yes. we're in August. So we're over halfway, but people can still join. It's not that it's a competition or anything. It's meant to be enriching. Um, it's meant to get you to talk with others about different types of books you read. And yes, yes. And you can connect with other readers. You can track your progress. There's a story graph app that I know Leslie uses. And then, um, and then you can also attend programs that tie into the pro and tie, tie into the get booked. And then at the end of the year, those, um, that, depending on how far you get in the process. Um, we actually put you in a drawing to win some raffle prizes. Um, it's actually Ooh. a lot of fun. Yeah, it is actually a lot of fun. Am I eligible to win said raffle prizes? Probably not. And that's no, okay. no. Staff is not eligible to win said raffle prizes. <laughs> because raffle prizes around here, you guys have really upped your game. Well, From yeah. summer reading and mm-hmm. everything. Yep. Staff has done a good job at upping the game on those. But yeah, the, the, the get booked is a lot of fun. Um, like I said, it's very informal. So if you are interested in open books and any type of books, different genres, we have an open book club that come that meets the third Monday of every month here, hosted by our friends at the Safford Library. Um, and they talk about any book that they're reading and they share and they compare notes and it's really a, a fun program. So if you're interested in something like that, just come on down to the library the third Monday of the month. I am interested in that. Can I go to that? Not during your work hours. Not during your work <laughs> I'm at the point now with Get Booked. I've gone through a bunch of the prompts. So there are 24 prompts for the year. Mm-hmm. And I'm at the point now in my year where I'm getting to prompts where I was at a loss for what I would read or I'm really going to have to push myself. For example, I'm really not looking forward to number 11, a famous author you have avoided. I think it's just going to have to be James Patterson. Sorry, James Patterson's fans. But that genre in general is not my it's genre. It's not genre. So I might do that. Something that, what else? Famous author featuring someone you would like to meet. Have you done that one yet? Oh, I've totally done featuring someone you would like to meet. You can do these out of order. So number 12, featuring someone you would like to meet. I read, well, I actually listened to the audiobook. Audiobooks totally count. Yes, they do. Um, and this one I had to listen to the audiobook for because she recorded her own writing. It was Homework by Julie Andrews. Oh, there you go. Yeah, and it's it's her second autobiography. Uh, the first one is called, it'll come to me later in the podcast, but homework features her time starting really features the Hollywood years. So it starts with Mary Poppins oh. and then moves into 
into the late 1980s, I oh, believe. Wow. And just listening to her voice share all these stories about her life. Oh my goodness. If I could meet Julie Andrews, I you, would. You, you've talked would about die. this several times. Yes. I know. I know. When Lady Gaga at the Oscars, this was several years ago, uh, sang a tribute song and then Julie Andrews walked on stage and Lady Gaga, Lady Gaga is like melting and dying on really? stage in biggest like. I can't believe this is happening to me. Really? Yeah. I'll have to watch that. It was so moving that somebody as, although speaking of the humble brag, Lady Gaga is pretty humble about it all. Yeah, she is. But when she met Julie Andrews, she was floored. I imagine I would be just as floored. I'm when I'm not meeting Julie Andrews. You could meet her. You don't know. There's still time. There's always, you know, some kind of video chat or something along those lines. You know, what's funny is that her first autobiography is called Home. Oh, it is Home. Yes, it's called Home. And that features her life all the way up until getting hired for Mary Poppins. So it features her life in England, touring around, doing vaudeville, uh, her time during World War II, her, her time doing professional work in London, getting hired to do professional work in on Broadway right, and the Broadway years. And then her first and her first marriage as well. Okay, what other one have you not tackled yet then? A native species? No, but you know what? Misty had a great recommendation for native species about a cactus and it's in the junior section. Oh right, right, right. Oh, um is it what's the name of that book? It's not cactus, is it? About a cactus? It's about a cactus. That's the title? No, that's not the title. We're librarians. I know, but we can't remember the title. I think Dusty Bowling is the author, but don't ask me how I know that because I don't read. So, <laughs> so what we have, okay, we've got big news. Yes. Big, big news. Yes. We are opening a library annex building, which is two blocks from our current building. Um, it's an extension building for all of our library programs and services because we're running out of room. Yeah, we're growing. We're expanding. We're, we're expanding. Um, we literally are have, um, having to not allow some of our partners to use our, our facilities because we're simply overbooked. As much as we like to be busy, um, we're a little too busy for one building. So we have decided to expand to a second annex building. Um, and in a society where libraries are being ragged on, I'll just keep things light. We like to keep things light over here at the Safford Library Book Jockeys. We'll just leave it at that. We in Safford are expanding, are expanding which is fantastic. And this is, building has been in the works for two, three years? Uh, about 18 months to two years, yes. Oh, I'm, it felt longer, I guess. Well, you've been here for most of it. So yes, 18 months to two years. So yeah, this building has been something we're very excited about. You can't tell by my voice, but I actually am very excited. Um, there's, I, there's a grin on her face. <laughs> He's emoting. I'm emoting. Oh, that's nice. Thank you. You're I appreciate welcome. that for the emoting. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, it's actually just behind the train depot. Right. Right across uh, your uh, caddy court into IGA. So it's off Central. Um, it's 814 South Central Avenue. We will be having a grand opening in, on September 7th. September 7th. Guys. 4 to 6 p.m. It's coming up quick, which is what? when we're recording this less than a month from now. Well, things, you know, just because things take a long time for so many different various reasons. So we've kept it hushed because, you know, 
there really was no news for the public. But now that everything is rapidly taking shape, all of a sudden we're like, oh my goodness, we have to plan a grand opening. We have to plan an opening. We have to plan an opening where we have to figure out. We're having programs there starting next month in September. And we'll have our makerspace. We'll be moving over there. So those of you that have been using our makerspace here and working with Matt, he will be at the new location and same hours, Tuesdays and Thursdays from five to seven. You can go in and utilize our 3D printers, our Cricut, our laser engraver and um, other things as we as we continue to move forward and see what the community is asking for. Um, we're going to be hosting some of our partner organizations there. The uh, Cooking you, class, right? Cooking classes are going to start there, going once a month over there just because um, they're a really big partner and they're, they're the extension office and Cindy Pearson is one we've had to um, reschedule multiple times because of our, our current building scheduling um, good issues and that we have too many people, too many programs and not enough building space. Well, sometimes on the big program room here, it gets switched out sometimes three times, times a day, day and it's different, ex- different programs, especially during the summer. Oh yeah. Summer, we we're constantly moving the room and how everything's set up. Um, but we're also going to be having um, our DAR program is going to be there this year. Um, Daughters of the American Revolution. Um, did you get that? Did you get that Instagram thing I sent you last night? About American Girl Dolls. I actually thought it was in reference to you. Oh, you did? Good, good. Yeah. No, I, I, okay. I was a fan of the American Girl Doll. As was I. Um, this is 1995, Elizabeth. I saw this, this fun, like, clip on how, how you can host as if it was colonial America. And I immediately thought of the DAR and all the wonderful things that Bonnie does. She does. She does do wonderful things. Bonnie Briscoe um, puts that together for us every year. And it's teaching about the Constitution um, and how it still affects us today. And they talk about um, individuals that uh, trace their lineage back to those that were in the Revolutionary War. Um, it will be September 21st this year at 530. And it will be at our, our new annex building. And what are we calling that building? Library Annex. Library Annex. Library Annex. Library, Library Annex. Annex. Okay, I will get that in my head. Yes, we're trying to make it simple. Um, Library Annex, it has blue on, uh, blue awnings, green awnings, um, if you don't know where, where to look. Um, but yeah, we're really excited. Um, I know the DAR is really excited to, to be one of our first big programs we're going to host there. Um, but yeah, please come to our open house uh, September 7th, 4 to 6 p.m., it's 814 South Central Avenue, and it's behind the train depot, um, or it's catty corner from IGA, if you're not sure where the train depot is here in Stafford. But we are really excited. It's something we've been really planning for. Great space. It, it is. We took a walk through it now that it's about um, finishing finishing up as far as its upgrades. and. Isn't there also going to be a room in the future where there's a green screen? Yes. That's for what folks to do programming with? Yeah, they can do a green screen. They can do podcasts such as this. Maybe we'll record there. Um, um, but we're also going to be doing um, second Saturday of the month. Um, it's a Magic the Gathering slash uh, board game um, day on Saturday for 16 and up. Um, those okay, 16 and up. 16 and up. And those under 16 have to have a parent um, with them. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, a, it's just a community. It's going to be a gathering place for those that like the Magic the Gathering card game. And those that just like to play like Dungeons and Dragons, um, they're really we have such a collection of board games. So we I do. There's going to be, I'm guessing, there's going to be quite a variety. Yes, yes, and we're gonna. Um, uh, Matt will be there, who does our makerspace program. So he'll be running that, and we'll potentially have some partnerships going with the Gila Watershed to to host mm-hmm. some things there as well. So 
it's we're expanding so it's a good it's uh it's an exciting time for us so we're really excited to get this building up and, and running and the public being able to actually utilize it the timing couldn't be better it really didn't we have the biggest summer yes of summer, summer reading, reading participation ever in, in safford library recorded history yeah and since in my time here yeah our, our numbers were through the roof i believe we had over five thousand of you come and participate in all of our programs which we really appreciated and um staff put a lot of hard work and effort into it and we're just so happy that everyone was really appreciative of the of the time and effort that they put in um throughout the summer it was a good summer so yeah it's a perfect time to open right in time for school you know, school's just started um it goes in line with our fall programming which is starting in september by the way that's starting all over again that's right if you got into a rhythm last semester with when you were coming to what here at the library those types of programs like our early elementary programs yes. Our tweens, our, our teens, and our teens will be adding an extra program every month. Now. Oh, that's right, they are. They're doing anime club the first Thursday, and then they'll have two teen programs the second and third Thursdays of the month as well. So even we don't have room, but we're going to add even more. Yes. <laughs> that's fantastic. Yeah, and we have our exhibit coming, our, our our STEM exhibit, our last one as part of our three year grant cycle. So we're excited to have that. That will be here in September as well. So. We'll have to have a whole podcast just to talk about the exhibits. Yeah, we'll have to have um, Araceli. Folks, yeah. folks, in the next few years, we're going to be having some amazing exhibits. Exhibits every coming. fall. That's the plan. Yep, we're planning. I mean, we're ahead. planning out through what 2027? 2027 for with you the exhibits. Well, and for the early childhood. Oh yeah, the early literacy concert series. I think we're planned out till 2027 with yep. artists that are coming come and perform. Yeah. So this is fantastic. I love that we're giving a ton of information for those listening. This is, as you know, our first podcast episode, and we're so thrilled. You guys get to be the ones who are here with us from the beginning. So we've talked about us. We've talked about our programs. So it's time to talk about the book. book. Okay. So back to get booked, actually, that's one of our books from that we'll talk about today. I mean, it doesn't mean you have to read it, but it just so happens that I listened to the audiobook of this book and so did Leslie, but we didn't listen to it for the same prompt. I think I listened to mine. It became something that I used for, I think the prompt of dual timelines. Oh, that's right. Okay. And for Leslie, it was food on the cover. Oh. And I almost put that as the book for food on the cover. Right. But I often read books with food on the cover. You do like some so <laughs> It's, you know, it's, well, but we all like to eat. In your defense, the entire staff, we do like ourselves a meal. Any kind, any kind of I know, I'm so food motivated. We had an intern who uh, closed out her time with us and is moving on to other opportunities. And aren't we supposed to have some food in her honor? Or did we, is that what the ice cream was last that week? That was the ice cream last then week. what food are we having this week? Oh, that's for someone that's oh, uh, a co-worker who's co-worker moving on to other opportunities. Yes. Yes. So okay. we're having an ice cream cake um, this week too. Oh, that's right. Remember July? July was so much fun. There were like five birthdays in July. July was, I mean, everybody's workplace has a lot of treats around in December. It's just, you know, you get inundated, you bring stuff from home um, and whatnot. But July around here was just like December because we had five staff birthdays. So and for, a birthday around here does not go unnoticed. You get to, you know, you get it's to, just us amongst our staff. Like we do it for each other. Yeah, but you get to choose if you want a breakfast do you want a lunch do you want a dessert do you want a snack but we have five birthdays in july so that was an epic july 
It, it, it was like Christmas in July. It, it really was. It was nonstop. But we digress because now we're talking about food and we were about ready to talk about a book. Oh, we right. mentioned how Leslie and I both, we actually listened to the audio tape. Yes. Audio tape. How old are you? How old are you? <laughs> There's not audio tapes anymore. They're, they're not even CDs anymore. Okay. So we listened to it on Cloud Library. Which is our app. So please, yes. Good plug for that one. Thank you. Yes. So it's called Sugar and Salt and okay. it's by Susan Wiggs. It it was not what I expected because the cover of the book has um, a woman holding a cake. So I thought there would be cake involved. <laughs> that was a motivator. That was a motivator. <laughs> there really was a cake involved. The food that is involved in the story is some great Texas barbecue. Yeah. So the main character, she she was from Texas. She's moved. She's relocated to San Francisco. And she's when we meet her, she's on the cusp of getting investors to invest in this restaurant. She's been doing the food truck scene. She's ready for that next step. And she, opened, she moves to San Francisco in a food truck? No, not in the food truck, but she has a food truck. But that's, I mean, she has a food truck business. business. Oh, I didn't. Yeah. Okay, I didn't catch up. Yeah, for, to sell her barbecue. Mm. Some of which are recipes that her late mother would cook. And so there's that, that connection. She winds up being right next door. Her building that she winds up choosing and gets for her restaurant winds up being right next door to a bakery that's been a fixture of that particular neighborhood mm-hmm. since the 1960s, probably. Okay. The woman who owns that bakery, we get flashbacks from her. And it, as soon as we had that very first thing for the character, that character being... Uh, in her youth, I, I was like, dual timelines, dual timelines. Because <laughs> I was just reading the book because I had a cake on the cover. And you wanted to, you wanted some cake recipes, maybe. I just, you know, you I really like, like a cake. I like eating cake. I like reading about people who are baking cake, you know. But it took you in a different I made path. a cake yesterday with my son. Uh, I will say, because this is the second Susan Wiggs book I read or listened to in 2023. And I, I have no prior experience with this author. Uh, I think I will read more of her books, but I would space them out because the two that I did read, both of them had some strong plot points and themes related to domestic violence. Oh, wow. Um, overcoming domestic violence, getting out of those situations, the bad guys getting what's coming to them. But it's still heavy. But if you, it, But if you can't read that, then don't. If that doesn't phase you, it is a plot point for a certain, for these characters, but not all the characters. You know, it, it's, you know, and cake aside, barbecue food aside, finding love in unexpected places. Uh, it's a feel good book, kind of. The end, the end makes you feel good because everything wraps up nicely. Okay, but like any lovely, wonderful, well written novel, there's conflict along the way. Mm-hmm. There's things that are at stake, and that's certainly the case. I recommend it. If, if you like books with food on the cover or, or, or dual timelines, I wonder if there's anything else that could count for though. Um, oh, you know what? If you don't like Susan Wiggs as an author, it could count as the author you've been avoiding. <laughs> I have not done the author you've been avoiding. Yeah. You mentioned that, that you're having some trouble with that one. I also have not done under 150 pages because I've looked in the, in the junior fiction section as well. And, uh, not all of them are under 150 pages. Definitely not the stuff I team seem to pull off the shelf. Well, and the good thing about this get book challenge, which we didn't mention, you can move things around. 
as you read different titles. So maybe let's say you hadn't read Susan Wiggs before you got to the dual timeline, you could have put her with food on the cover. But then when you read the dual timeline, you figured out, oh, you know, she actually fits in that category. Yeah, move it around. Interpret as you, it as you will. One of the challenges is a book including a native species. Yes. So initially I was thinking my husband is so into xeriscaping and native species. Right. Very specific for the region. And so I was thinking about desert plants. Mm -hmm. But you know what? Let's say you really love yourself some... Um, let's see. Let me think of an example. Oh, maybe you love yourself some Regency era novels and they talk about the man brought her whatever flowers yep. from the garden. Well, that's a native species, species. in that book, <laughs> you know? Yes. It's very open to interpretation and it's really just meant to have you read something throughout the year and to share what you've read with others. And Leslie, our supervisor, yes. she and I have our get book yes. posted uh, just for the sake of it. And we have little books. It's very different. The number. Oh, they're so different. Even the, the the titles are different. The aesthetic of the book covers. Yes. Um, it's incredible. And now that I'm winding down or going down the hill, I guess, with what I need to finish for Get Booked. And I've read other things mm -hmm. that don't even cover, that aren't even covered on Get Booked. But I'm probably going to have to defer to some of Leslie's on her list just to get some ideas. Because it is. I mean, you don't have to finish the 24. The goal is to finish the 12 on the front. So it's a two-sided paper. For those of you that haven't downloaded it yet, um, you can go to our website and pick up and download a copy of it, or you can come to the library and we can hand you a physical copy. Um, but it's a two-sided. So there's the basic challenges and then there's the advanced challenges. So you can... And ahead. there were two, there were two topics that, man, I cranked out really fast because it's the kind of stuff that I read. We Food on the cover. Crank we've, that out really fast. We've established that. Yep. Set in a foreign country. Yep. Crank that, that out really fast. And about royalty. Oh, crank that one out. Crank that out really fast. Those are pretty much the three things that I read all the time. So I like that this is kind of pushing me a little bit. I'm still finding books that are things that I would enjoy reading. Um, but in other ways, I've been pushed. You know, I read for a book that a librarian recommends to you. I was recommended a certain series in the young adult section, mm -hmm. the Twisted Tales. Oh, Twisted Tales, right. right. And I had never really read anything at all in the young adult fiction section. Right. And so once I read the Twisted Tales, it was the one about the Little Mermaid. Okay. What if they didn't beat Ursula, you know? Oh, okay. So I had never read anything in the YA fiction. And after reading that book, I wound up doing another book on Get Booked that is in the YA section. Food on the there was food on the cover, of course. Of course, I was just saying the, that's book, is, the book is called Kisses and Croissants. Oh, it's in the title. There's food in the title. There's also a baguette on the back of the vest. Oh my gosh! Okay, yeah, yeah. But so apparently, was, we we have figured out that's part of the draw for you, for me. Uh, and I don't even remember. I'm trying to think of what I even put that on. You know, that might be my food. That might be my food on the oh, cover, actually. Yeah, because that's when you discovered how to dual timeline. The right, sugar style. and salt I used for dual timelines. Yeah, because, yeah, I think that's what ended up happening. Well, I think this was a great first podcast, don't you think, Victoria? I think it's a good... Don't you, like, aren't you just so excited to hang out with me more frequently and record these podcasts and share our hopes and dreams? And I'm quickly uh, regretting my life choices right now, just so you know. <laughs> and our avatar, um, we, we've went through some iterations of that avatar one of them being her very excited and me a little less than nonplussed about this entire endeavor 
at the recording of this podcast, we don't even have a logo for this thing yet. We're we're debating having avatars of us. We're debating whether or not to do a photo of us or just to be generic, just a generic photo of or a picture of the library logo. Yeah, we're still going through the process. All we know is I had the idea of having a podcast and Victoria said, we actually have the microphone and now we're recording a podcast. Well, it was a good idea. I'm not saying it's not, it wasn't a good idea. Staff really liked it, even though it was just thrown out on a whim in your case. In my case, we, I knew we had the materials and I've been wanting to do something with the materials. Then it's a great use of these. All right. Well then that settles it. And I guess we're doing a podcast and We hope you subscribe. Is that is that a thing for our podcast? Do I you believe, subscribe to it, our podcast? Yeah, I believe it would be during through a Podbean. So we'll upload that to Podbean or hopefully our website as well. You can link to Podbean. So that's the plan. Ooh, things to look forward to. He's he's she, Victoria's sighing now. She does this sigh when I talk to her. I don't do it all the time. You just get so excited about things. I don't I just don't. You can't relate to excitement. Uh, on a very small level, but not, no, not really. No. Okay. Oh, we forgot to think Jennifer. Let's not forget Jennifer. She is. Oh, I know. Here integral. As a, integral part. As a fly on the wall this entire podcast, by the I way. Know. She probably wasn't worried about it at all. Like, she probably wasn't bothered. No, she's smiling right now because she hasn't had to say a, a word. A single word. Other than hello. hello. Yeah. And, you know, we will hear more from our future guests, but we also want to honor their style. And Jennifer is a, uh, a woman of few words. Yes. Would you like to say goodbye, Jennifer? Goodbye. See? See, she, she's, she's here. Said, she's here. She's, she's here. part of it all. She's, we're all a team. Yeah. Yeah. Some of us quieter than others. Okay. Now she just, now Victoria <laughs> just opened her eyes really wide as she looked at me. I know I'm loud. I don't know I talk a lot. And remember, this is a podcast. You, the facial expressions don't translate. I know they don't, but I figured you would explain what my facial okay, expression well, was. Well, half the podcast can't be me explaining your facial expressions. With that, we should really wrap this up before yeah, we, we, we before it gets a little too crazy. We already have. We've had a lot of great fun today. Okay. Today, we were joined by Jennifer Morris. Thank you, Jennifer, so much for being on the podcast. You're welcome. This has been the Safford Library Book Jockeys Podcast, where you learned about us, our programs, and books. Thank you for listening.